All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Project Rise, the podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed uh, your week. All the uh, the kids who are finishing school now, happy, I guess, beginning to summer for you guys. Uh, Did, exciting. I thought they finished you. school. I thought that was a thing. Like I thought they just didn't finish school. Did they continue school? No, I think like for a lot of people, school uh, was going, to, I, I think, as normal to the end of July. Like I think they, or yeah. end of June, sorry, and they had exams and everything. It's usually, and this is usually the time around. I don't know. I'm just going based on what my cousins were telling me that they had the oh, last true. week and they're excited oh, for Oh, yeah, summer. I guess it's that time of year. That's yeah. summer. I guess it's yeah. summer, eh? Little do we know. Little right. do we know. Passed. But, you know, a lot of exciting stuff. I know um, the Pride Parade is happening this weekend. I know Owen touched a lot of, uh, upon it's a, a virtual lot of Pride Parade. The virtual Pride Parade. I know nice. I've seen a lot of different initiatives with companies and, and a lot of stuff happening. So uh-huh. hope you guys all got a chance to enjoy those and, and get a, uh, get involved in that. Um, but yeah, guys, we're coming to you with another episode now. I mean, you heard Jesse's voice. Jess, how's it going? By the way, you guys can't see it, but Jesse is currently drinking a beer and having a bowl of ice cream, and I don't understand this combination right now. Do you want to know what I had for dinner? Tell me. I had four eggs, uh, two pieces of sour toast, and five pieces of, of extra thick bacon. And then to finish it off, I had ice cream, and now I'm drinking a session ale. And when I had that first sip of the session ale, the 12-star session ale, Stone City Ale, Kingston, Ontario, established 2014. No free ad reads, no free ad reads. <laughs> <laughs> um, it did not taste the best, because I, I don't, I, I, I'm not sure if you're a beer guy or not. I'm not sure what you into or what your hobbies are. Um, but, um, I don't think beer and ice cream pair well, I don't think that that's one of those no, things. No, and I think I, I think I could have told you that for free and I think you should have been mindful as we talk about mindfulness uh, this episode. See that plug? Dude, that was a solid transition. <laughs> right. But here's no serious question though. And this is like almost a make or break. Please don't tell me you're having mint chocolate chip ice cream. Okay, so uh, no, okay, but but that is my favorite flavored ice cream. Come on. Yeah. So you're probably the guy that also puts the toilet paper roll with the the paper in the back, <laughs> and not in the front, right? <laughs> I don't even think about that when I do that. Have you ever seen? Honestly, COVID has made me research and watch the dumbest videos in the world. But like the people who it's like these people aren't human, and one of the biggest debates was: Do you put the toilet paper coming from the front or from the back? um well how do you do it always from the front honestly See, the I people who put it from the back are the same people that enjoy mint chocolate chip ice cream <laughs> <laughs> yeah i guess you're probably one of those people that like when you put a new piece of toilet paper on you make it like try the like, triangular no, end like okay, to no, like, i don't think i'm in a hotel you yeah. know i don't put a, a chocolate on my pillow when i go to bed i make my bed maybe <laughs> once a week so <laughs> Uh, yeah, I actually just my bed for the first time in like probably three weeks. That was solid. That's 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 big news that's in my two guys life. Right here, I feel like we're back in university <laughs> life at this point. But you know what? With all these things that we're saying, like I segued you being mindful of the situation, being mindful of what you got, and guys, as we keep mentioning it what, right now, what is what is what is? I don't know why you keep on bringing that up. What's the topic for today? Well, it's the topic is what beer pairs well with ice cream. Oh, uh, and being mindful <laughs> that it doesn't. There it is. But uh, yeah, as you're hearing, as we continue to joke around and think that we're funny, who knows? Maybe you're not laughing. Maybe you are. We don't know. But uh, the topic of conversation we want to talk about today is mindfulness. And mindfulness is a, a broad topic. You could talk about it in many different 
directions. And I think it's a very appropriate time to talk about mindfulness in the sense of mental health, in the sense of what's going on in the world and all kinds of things. So Jess, I mean, in your mind, what, uh, when you think of mindfulness, what, what comes to mind for you? So, I mean, <clears throat> the reason that, you know, I wanted to do this topic of, of mindfulness is because the last week we talked a lot about reflection. And for me, what mindfulness is, it's more turning kind of the camera inwards, looking at, you know, ourselves. And, uh, and it's not necessarily solving things that we're dealing with or, or getting answers or all like any of that. It's just being present in your experience or your emotions or what's going on in your life and understanding what's going on in your body. And I'd like to uh, a little later on kind of go over some of the, the, the tactics that I use to be a little bit more mindful and, and how that relates to last week of that reflection is I find that I do my best reflection once I kind of do that that kind of these mindfulness exercises that I do, once I'm aware of what's going on in my body, I clear my mind, I understand what's going on, then I can do proper reflection, kind of get all, all the clutter out of your head and focus just on yourself. Um, and I posted a, uh, um, a post or like a quote um, last Thursday, I believe. Um, but the quote was, mindfulness is a way of befriending yourself and our experiences. Um, and I thought that that was just something that related and kind of was a segue to, to our, our topic, but it's just, you know, it's, it's being mindfulness is almost being comfortable with yourself, being comfortable with being alone. And a lot of people have the issue of being alone and, and analyzing their thoughts and, and, uh, and just being by themselves. But I, I tell you, once you kind of get used to being by yourself, it's it's quite enjoyable and you can really grow as a person. Uh, but I mean, that's I mean, like you said, mindfulness is a very, very broad topic for you. For you, what does it mean? So and I think the way I want to kind of navigate this discussion is let's look at mindfulness in two parts. You can look at mindfulness in the self-reflection side of things like you brought yep. up and you could look at mindfulness in the world in itself. And, and, yep. and the structure on how things play out and in that regard, how many times have you gone out as a kid growing up or have decided to make a, a sit, uh, like decided on a situation, whatever. And your parents said to you, Jesse, you know, be mindful of your situation, be mindful yeah. of your circumstances, be mindful. And as a coach, be mindful hockey, of the consequences, exactly. Always, always be mindful of the consequences. But as a coach, I find I'm always trying to teach about being mindful you know, yeah. and a big thing, and it could be kind of funny if you want to put it in that regard, but chirping is a part of sports yeah. in general. You know, you chirp, you, you're on the ice, you get heated, or you're on the field, you get heated. Now, I always tell my players, hey, listen, guys, like, it's very understandable you're going to get heated. So I'm talking about yeah. mindfulness right now in a, in a more of a general yeah. setting around. So I say you're going to get heated, but be mindful of the situation you're in. In the game, is it a time where you could be the aggressor or do you have to be laid back be mindful in if you are gonna you know get heated I always tell my players one thing hey listen man I understand you might say some stuff and I don't encourage it but never 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 do you ever make fun of somebody's sexuality family orientation like you got to be mindful of situations so I always try to promote hey listen sports can get very heated I'm not going to say you know you always got to hold back because I know it's tough in situations but always be mindful and understand yeah. that what you say to somebody, expect it to be said back to you. And if you don't like that, don't say it. And, and I think that 
like you, you, you made some good points there of how, you know, the way that I look at mindfulness, whether it's, you know, being mindful of our surroundings or, or those around us or mindful of us or with ourselves is that we almost have to look at each situation from an unbiased outside perspective of just analyzing the situation and whether it's a mindful situation with, with someone else or how you're interacting with someone else, analyzing that situation from an outside perspective of what's the right thing to do or what's going on in this situation which would improve the situation or or make the situation better. And with ourselves, it's you know analyzing the situation of, of just what's going on and, and being aware of, ma- of that situation and, and what could make it worse or, or what could make it better. And this is where it's it becomes such a learning curve because – who are we kidding? Like, we're not perfect. The world isn't perfect. Speak for people, yourself, dude. <laughs> people make mistakes. Maybe not you. Maybe not no, you. But people never. make mistakes. People say the wrong things at times. People do the wrong actions. But it's the mindfulness is what's going to keep you grounded. And it's yeah. that mindfulness that once you, once you might do something that you didn't <clears throat> think was the right thing to do, are you going to take that action to reflect on it? Yeah. So I look, at, I look at mindfulness <clears throat> in three segments. And the first is to pay attention, pay attention of your surroundings, pay attention to yourself. You know, it's hard to slow down and notice a lot of things in the busy world, but when you're taking the time to reflect, you can say, you know what, this was wrong. How can I correct it? And then you move on from there. The second point is living in that moment. And you hear the quote happening uh, time and time again, you know, stop to smell the roses or stop being so quick to to reach the the destination and enjoy the journey and one quote that i that i always look back on and i'm going to pull it up here in my notes um is and i like the way it's worded is stop completing things and start living them because how often do we say oh i got this task but i can't wait till it's over or even i'm doing a puzzle and i can't wait till the end result but you know just live in the moment enjoy because that's just time passing tomorrow is not guaranteed and you learn so much more from the journey than you do from the destination. And I find that's very important in regards to mental health. And every time that I'm in an internal mindfulness, which I'm going to touch upon later on, but just living in that moment. And then the third point of, men- of uh, mindfulness is accepting yourself. <clears throat> and like I said, treating others the way you want to be treated. So after that reflection, accepting the decisions you've made and accepting who you are and how you want to grow and then moving on from it. So it, that's kind of my breakdown of how I like to think about mindfulness in both regards, internal and external. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And it, yeah, I like I I completely agree with that, and and I think it goes to kind of the the best way that I know how to be mindful, and and the way that I'm mindful is through meditation, and and with meditation, I always start with a, a full body scan. So like, you know, there's that could be broken up into uh, two strategies of mindfulness of of that body scan and then the uh, the meditation itself. And I won't go on to it too quick just because I don't want to bore people. But, you know, basically I start off just by relaxing, take a deep breath, and then I just scan my body from head to toe and feeling kind of any any points of tension in my body and not, again, not trying to release that or relax a little bit more, but just analyzing it and saying, okay, that part of my body is tight or that part of my body is, is tense or, or, you know, I've got, you know, butterflies in my stomach because I'm anxious or, or, or whatever. And then once you kind of go through that, uh, 
you've analyzed your body, then you can kind of go in and and find a a center point and you've analyzed the physical side of your body. Then I go to more the mental side of analyzing my body and the, what people don't, the, the way that I meditate and it's a, what people don't understand about meditating is it's not about like making your mind clear, like just thinking about nothing. Like people think that it's just like, just stop thinking about stuff and just making your mind blank. But what it is, is you find a focal point and you focus on that focal point, whether it's a breath, a word, a sound or whatever, and you focus on that focal point. And what's going to happen is when your thoughts deviate to something else, reflect on that. Okay. I'm thinking about my job. I'm thinking about my homework. I'm thinking about this relationship, not analyzing that situation not trying to address that situation, saying, okay, it's there. I appreciate that. Thank you to myself for acknowledging that. Coming back to my my focal point, coming back to center, and then going back and forth, back and forth. So that's just being mindful of your your body in itself, being mindful of your of your whole thought process. And again, it's looking at it from an unbiased, un non-judgmental point of view, um, where we're just acknowledging what we're thinking about. And actually that back and forth helps develop gray matter in the brain or improve the uh, uh, gray matter in the brain. Um, and it's helped with, you know, um, uh, stroke victims and, and, and um, um, you know, that, well, it's stroke victims that I know of. And, and I'm assuming yeah. that, you know, with things like CTE or yeah. everything like that, where it's, you know, where people didn't think the brain after six months could be healed, that we understand differently. But it's, it's helped with that. Just a little tidbit about mm-hmm. um, meditation. But <clears throat> just being aware of that. Then once I'm done that, and I'm clear. My mind is clear. I understand that, okay, these thoughts are going on in my head. I've got so much thoughts buzzing around. And then you can kind of, you know, compartment, compartmentalize. Compartmentalize. Yeah, exactly. Jeez, there's deep and I can't even say these words. And just kind of figure out where things go and kind of sort your thoughts a little bit more. And then you can do some self-reflection. You know, yep. once you've uh, done that, 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 that mindfulness exercises, then you can focus on self-reflection. Um, and for me, you know, through this whole COVID process, um, I've been able to focus on that and be, utilize my mindfulness techniques and get some serious reflection done. Um, and actually, you know, through this podcast, I've actually made the announcement to a couple people, Nick, um, yourself being included in that, um, and to you know work. Um, but through my mindfulness and my reflection, I've decided of the way I want to spend the rest of my life and and the the career yeah. that I've wanted to do for the rest of my life. And it's been a dream job of mine since I was a kid, and I think I can make a really a big impact. But I've made the recent decision that I'm going to be pursuing um, policing in Kingston. Um, so that's my, my next big endeavor and, and, and I've been able to come to that decision through my, my strategies and my exercises of mindfulness, meditation and self-reflection. Um, and you know, it's not easy. It takes practice. It's not, you know, it's just like, you know, mindfulness and and self-reflection is just like working out or, or obtaining any new skill. You have to work at it to get better yeah. at it. It's not just yeah. going to happen in one go, and it's it's you yeah. know it takes time and patience to get good at it. Yeah, and and you know what I I honestly I really appreciate you mentioning that you want to make that you want to pursue policing on the, especially on this podcast, just in the state of the world that it is right now, and and the kind of negative outlook like that there is on policing, and we don't need to get into this debate. You know, this is 
topics that everybody has their opinion on. But honestly, I, I'm so excited for you to pursue this because I know how strong of a person you are and how much you can change and, and how much you can bring to that to that job and the police force and and everything. And I think that's an amazing opportunity. It's going to be such a positive opportunity. Uh, and I'm excited for you for that. Now, it, it, like you mentioned, COVID has been a time for everybody to be mindful, for everybody to self-reflect, for everybody to understand the position we're in now and where they want to go in the future. And I, like you said, I've done a lot of that stuff too. I'll touch upon it. But one question before I get into that, have you ever done um, float, like a sensory deprivation float tanks? No, but I was um, the when I was leaving Kingston um, a year ago. I actually for my birthday got like okay. ten passes to the float yeah. tanks. But I, I I was supposed to go, and I hope yeah. I'm going to be using them soon. But yeah, yeah. I've heard about Dude, it. I've never I, done I, them. If anybody hasn't done it, basically what it is is your you can choose to have an open tub or an enclosed one, and it's basically like two feet of water yeah. filled with Epsom salt. So. Yeah. If you, if anybody who's ever been to the Dead Sea, I've been to the Dead Sea in Israel before, where you can literally sit on the water with your legs closed, uh, with your legs like uh, crossed. Bless you, bless you. <laughs> uh, you can sit with your legs crossed and float, and basically it's the same idea. It's just pumped with Epsom salt, and you're floating, and the Epsom salt absorbs in your skin. It, it provides a uh, an aroma. It, it gets you in a very meditative state. So what you do is you go in. You can either close the tank, keep it open, listen to music, no music, and you're floating there for an hour. And I always say in the beginning, it's, it's going to feel awkward and uncomfortable and you never know what to expect. But the second you let your mind just, you know, go to a, a place of meditation and mindfulness, it becomes the most blissful and uplifting and reflecting experience that you can ever have. And it, and it really depends on how, how well you make it. So I've gone many times where I've been very stressed, very tense, have a lot of my mind. You go there, you take an hour, you relax and you come out feeling rejuvenated and kind of have a different thought process. So I encourage it to anybody who's maybe going through a stressful time. I don't know if clinics have opened up yet, but when they do definitely have a look, I know they have clinics all around. Uh, but just in the sense of, of being mindful and reflecting like same thing in COVID I've, and this is where we're going to start getting into more of the internal look about mindfulness. You know, I've reflected on myself. I've reflected on my, my battle with anxiety and mental health. And something that I'm going to touch upon in a later episode, but I, you know, it, it, it makes sense introducing it now, is since my accident and since I have been isolated and kind of not at work for a couple months at a time, I started to develop a very serious prescription pill opioid painkiller addiction to the point where every day I was dependent on something beyond just your regular Advil whether it was codeine, whether it was T2s, whether it was anything, every day I was taking something because I wanted to feel numb. Now, I did this for an extensive period of time. I, I could positively say that I, I became addicted to it. I was telling my doctors, like, I was going through heavy, heavy withdrawals coming off of this. Wow. Um, and in general, I was on an antidepressant. I was on a lorazepam, which is like a mu muscle relaxer. <laughs> it's very addictive. I was on a lot of things to basically make me go numb because one, yeah. I didn't want to feel the pain. Two, I didn't want to feel the depression that came with the pain and a lot of things in between. So, you know, a doctor gives it to you. Yeah, I'm going to try it. And then you're sitting at home. You have nothing else to do. Yeah, you maybe take two or three and, and you just go numb. So what I did in this time was I reflected. I said, I do not want to become dependent on chemicals. I do not want to become dependent on outside sources to make me feel better. So I made the point that literally the, the first day we launched this podcast, I haven't touched 
uphill or anything like that. So I haven't, I got, oh, yeah, I might not, oh, yeah. I might not have did it the right way. Like I cold Turkey, my antidepressants, I cold Turkey, everything else. But I just said, you know, I went through some appointments. I realized that the, the harm I was doing to my body. And I said, I'm going to suffer for the next two, three months. I'm trying to recover from the withdrawals. But I said, at the end of the day, I want to know I'm living a clean life and I want to yeah. be healthy and I want to be happy. And I want to know that I'm not dependent on anything else. Yeah. And that was a big decision for me because I went through months and you know this personally for when we've trained together and when I've talked to you is that I've gone through periods of feeling symptoms both physically and mentally that I've never felt before in my life. My anxiety came back tenfold. My depression came back. I started feeling physical symptoms in my body that I didn't know existed. These brain zaps that you get from getting off medication. And still to this day, I mean, it's going to be a process, to, but I still have the symptoms, but I'm determined that no, I'm not going to live that lifestyle anymore. Yeah. yeah. And that was a big decision that I had to make. And and I'm so happy I made that decision. And I you, said, dude. I'd rather, awesome. no, I appreciate it, man. And I'd rather grind it out and, you know, maybe suffer through some of the symptoms, but at least at the end of the day, I know I'm doing it for the right reasons. Yeah. And it all comes back, you know, if it's your job, if it's something you're on, if it's, you know, you being dependent and you want to change a lifestyle, like having that self-reflection. And I had that reflection saying, I'm very unhealthy right now. Yeah. My fitness is not where it's at. My, my health is not where it's at. I'm dependent on chemicals and things that are just messing up my body even more let's try to do a different approach and nice. since then i haven't looked back and uh, you know you look at things with a clear mind and that's a moment where you really appreciate the journey and not any like i cannot yeah. wait until these symptoms are done can't yeah. wait but the amount of lessons i've learned and the amount of stuff that i've learned about myself through this is tenfold i mean you learn the strength that you have uh to overcome an obstacle you learn you know, what's truly important, how you want to live a healthy lifestyle, what you want to do in the future. And you just, all that comes together to understanding and accepting yourself. I don't regret the decisions I made, you know, because without those decisions, it wouldn't leave today. You know, if I could have taken a different approach then, sure. Yes. But you can't look back. That's, that's in the past now. And you got to look at how you're going to learn from that. So that's kind of been my mindfulness, uh, throughout COVID and through the decisions that I've made right now. And Hey man, you keep trucking, you keep pushing because, the end of the day that's going to shape who you are and that's going to give you the strength and like you said until you're fully accepting being alone and being by yourself and knowing that you can handle life on your own you'll never be truly happy whether it's in a relationship or in any yeah. regard for that matter yeah. because at the end of the day take everything else out all you have is yourself yeah. you know and if you're not happy with yourself there's no way you're going to be happy in this world so first focus is always 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 put yourself first it's mm-hmm. it, you're if you're allowed to be selfish when it comes to your personal happiness. So if you don't like a job, reflect and move forward. If you don't like the situation you're in, reflect and move forward and take anything everything with the learning experience. Nice, nice. Did oh, you find that um, once you the time period when you when you stopped everything, as time went on, uh, you said that you kind of became clear in your head. Did you find that even though when you became you were fo- or working on that mindfulness and reflection during your kind of period when you're depending on that stuff, did you find that you were able to become more mindful and figure out more stuff about yourself and your situations and who you are and, and just reflect a lot more as you went on? Absolutely. I mean, because you got to think when I was taking something, I wanted to let myself go numb. You know, I wanted to sleep you're all day. You're not clearly. I didn't yeah. want to think. My only thought process is... <clears throat> What's going to make me not feel in the next five minutes? Yeah, yeah. I wasn't thinking, what do I have to do to be better? I wasn't thinking I need to do this step-by-step process in order to get my health and my fitness back. 
I was just thinking, what am I going to do to go numb? So when I took that all away, now it's, all right, you don't have that backup plan or, or that go-to yeah. drug that's going to clear things for you. So what do I have to do? All right, let me try this type of exercise. Let me try running. Let me try walking. Let me try, um, you know, this type of meditation or this activity that's going to distract my mind, but also get me to a better place. And yeah, yeah hundred percent, like you do a lot more self-reflection with a clear mind. Uh, and it allows you to move forward and pursue. And, and like I mentioned to you, when we do training, I'm like, Hey man, like <clears throat> as much as I want to be big and bulky and, you know, get back to the body I'm in, my body can't necessarily handle that right now. I'm still suffering yeah. from some injuries. So let's focus on some core work. Let's try to build up the muscles that, you know, were affected by my accident or were affected. Yeah. And, and a big thing is that, you know, my anxiety, I feel a lot more physical symptoms than I do mental symptoms. Yeah. And the interesting thing about anxiety that I think we're not necessarily, or we're still learning about is how it physically affects everybody. For me, I, I can let myself go numb from anxiety. Like I, I get so worked up to the point where my muscles don't react anymore. Yeah. But that's me overthinking and then me making yeah. them weak and getting these sensations and overthinking them. Mm-hmm. So how am I going to adapt with that now? What do I got to do? How do I keep moving? And you said it best to me one day when we were working on man. You're like, man, it's not about, you know, trying to do things the best you can. It's about getting through it sometimes. Yeah. And we yeah. had to work out where I was having a massive panic attack halfway through and you calmed me down. Things were great. And you're like, listen, man, you grinded through this and you got through. Whereas if I just cut halfway through, what, what good is that going to do for me? You yeah. Know? So as a coach and as somebody for you, um, and you've coached football, you, you've been in sports and you're a personal trainer, you know, how have you found that practicing mindfulness has influenced the way you coach or coach your clients or train your clients or your players when, when you're coaching football? Well, <clears throat> being mindful, like I said, being like an unbiased situation of, of how, um, you are like as a person, but then as you are as a, as a personal trainer or a coach or or a strength coach, or a, you know, a, a coach on on the field, and reflecting on yourself and and analyzing things, your strengths and your weaknesses, and it's most importantly that your your weaknesses or things that you need to work on that self improvement. I find with you know meditation or sorry mindfulness, reflection, and self improvement, you know, really go hand in hand. Um, and like you said, um, working on yourself with that mindfulness of coming to that realization that you need to get to a better place and the reflection of of you know where you've come and then you know working on that self-improvement but that self-improvement can even be broken down into you know well you want to work on that strength but before that i just need to work on feeling better in general Um, and then we can get to working on the other stuff that you want to but as a trainer it's you know work uh, reflecting on you know how did i how did I perform today as a coach or how did I perform today as a, as a trainer? Was I positive? Was I not? How were my, my, my mannerisms, my, you know, even things like my posture, the way that I am and just improving yourself to become that better person, to become that better trainer, become that better um, source of support. And, you know, when coaching, um, when I first started coaching, you know, I, I came from, from Queens football and, and, uh, and, you know, I was always a, a very vocal player. I was always very intense player. And that's the mentality that I came with coaching. And, and when I came there with coaching, I came with that bullish attitude. And I really had to be mindful of, of that effect that it was having on some kids that not every kid 
responds well to that. So then I had to adapt as a coach. I had to improve as a coach to be able to adjust myself differently um, to different players and being a chameleon, not being a chameleon in the sense of being like two-faced, but being a chameleon and, and being your different selves for different situations and being your true self in those situations. Um, but just reflecting on, you know, really with, with just self-improvement um, that has helped me the most as a coach, um, as a trainer. Um, and, uh, and, and honestly with, with that being mindful of my emotions and understanding my emotions has helped me become more empathetic for people you know, understanding my anxiety and my depression and, and, and how, um, that progresses with exercise and what it feels like when you stop midway through what it feels like when you finish that workout and reflecting on that and being mindful of how I feel like the, you know, those endorphins that I feel after the workout. And then I'm able to impart that, that knowledge onto other people and that experience onto other people, you know, like with yourself, like saying that, like, Hey man, and, and I remember the exact day that yeah. you're talking about. Um, and it, it was just like, it, the fact that you're here doing yeah. this workout is all that matters. Yeah. Everything else is gravy. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's just a matter of getting through this workout, you know, pushing through. It doesn't matter if we complete the reps. It doesn't matter if we complete the sets. But we're getting through the exercises. We're going to work out for a solid yeah. hour. And we're going to get you sweating. And and afterwards, I know you said that you felt better. And you just yeah. – and, and it's just – and sometimes – you know, you, you, you've got to push through. And I've, I've got another quote here. Um, if you're struggling, um, and it's by uh, uh, Mental Health Movement. And Mental Health Movement is an organization in Australia that um, a buddy of mine, Adam Demos, um, referred me to. And, uh, and we, we follow them on, on Instagram, and they do phenomenal work down there. But their quote is, you know, if you're struggling in a shit place or struggling mentally, Keep moving because it'll pass. You'll come out through the other side. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. And we, and we posted a, another one uh, about, you know, um, I look at my track record with bad days and my success rate is, is 100% right now. And that's exactly. pretty damn good. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, is understanding and, and reminding yourself that you will get through it. Yep. And you will improve. And uh, and there are, at different times, it's, it's, it's good to be mindful and reflect at those different points of times to to see how we feel in those times to reflect and for the next time that it happens to to work on self-improvement and work on those coping mechanisms and you know with mental health it's it's always about and that's what i love about mindfulness is that it's just being aware of of yourself in many different situations to be able to improve yourself and work on yourself to better yourself maybe if that situation reoccurs again or just bettering yourself of handling situations and i just think mindfulness is the best way to do that yeah. And, and like, I know I always touch upon, I, I mean, I got a lot of tattoos, but what I have right on my wrist and I got this through my most recent struggle from the accident is this too shall pass. Yeah. And I love, I love that quote because like you said, you know, I've had my bad days, but I've gotten over a hundred percent of them. Like it, it yeah. will pass at some point. Yes, it will. And what are you going to learn from that? What are you going to take away from that? And I think that's, that's the biggest lesson you could possibly learn. And, and I, I touch upon this a few times, but you know, I think myself, but in people in general, have such a love-hate relationship with with mental health because it sucks by all means when you're dealing with it, no doubt about that. But the lessons you learn from mental health are lessons that you can never learn from a book. You can't learn yeah. from you you learn them from living them. And that's the that's the main thing about mental health is that it teaches you 
excuse me, it teaches you so many valuable lessons in life and it teaches you how to fail. Yeah. It teaches you how to get better. It teaches you what rock bottom really is. Yeah. And, and I posted something, uh, it was a speech that JK Rowling made about saying failure is inevitable and you can't, and she says like, if you live so cautiously that you, you won't, like, you basically fail by default because it's like, yeah. you're not allowing yourself to be vulnerable. You're not allowing yourself to be put in those situations where you could fail, where you yeah. could be mindful and you could learn. Yeah. And that all comes back to being okay by being by yourself. And I hate hearing when people are so dependent on others or so dependent on something to get them through life. Because at the end of the day, like I said, it all comes back to you and love yourself, appreciate yourself. And at that point forward, everything will just fall into place and everything happens for a reason. Everything comes as a learning experience and you move forward and, and and you get better from that. And, And really that's, that's kind of the situation you're in. And if you look in general, like just how the way, and I'm not even talking about this year, but in the way that the world has evolved, the world has evolved to social media taking over, mm-hmm. everybody having an opinion and everybody being scrutinized for their opinion. And it's yeah. almost as though if you don't have the popular opinion, you're going to get scrutinized for it. It's like yeah. when you grew up, it's like there's no bad questions where it seems like nowadays there is the quote unquote bad question. Yeah. You know, and I'm not trying to say this in a negative way, but I think we've lost touch with it's okay to be you know, a leader in the regard that you might not agree with what everybody else is saying, you know, if at school and, or, or in general, you know, all your friends are doing something, you don't necessarily have to do that. You yeah. know, it's okay to have, because <clears throat> if you just continue to be a follower, then this world is going to become a very predictable world. Yeah. And a, a quote that I always go back to, and this kind of co- goes more into like the, the business mindset, but you know, the most expensive place in the world is the graveyard because it's so many people that had great ideas but yeah. never pulled through with them, Yeah, you know? And they didn't pull through them, one, because they thought about the way people would react to them or they were fearing failure or they were feeling the, fearing the rejection where these all things are meant to happen. Listen, yeah. Project Rise could blow up in a month or it could tank in a month. Like, we don't know that, but we're yeah. putting ourselves there to see, okay, do we have something here? And I think the way things have gone since we started things have been amazing, but you have to put yourself in those vulnerable positions yeah. moving forward. And I want to tell people that it's okay. It's basically okay to not be okay. It's okay to, to not agree all the time with what people are saying. And I don't want this to be scrutinized by people coming back saying, Oh, you know, you don't agree with what's going on in the world. No. And I'm going to shut that down now. That is not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about movements that are happening. And I want to be very, very clear about that. I just want to talk about your day-to-day life and decisions that you make. It's okay to be that creative person with that creative mindset to say, Hey, you know what? I understand what you're saying, but I see it this way. Let's, you know, let's talk about this. Let's see if this is feasible. And it's, it's great to have those opinions because that's, those are the people who are going to succeed. Not saying that you won't succeed, you know, following in the footsteps of somebody else, but having that mindset and that's where new initiatives are going to come in the world. And, and I think, you know, we're seeing that with a lot of support that we're getting and a lot of different initiatives around with mental health and with different platforms, things are happening. And I want people and I want, you know, all the young kids who listen and everybody growing up that it's okay to have that unpopular opinion sometimes, because that might be the life changing thing that we need in this world. Yeah, and it goes back totally. to the quote by Gandhi saying, be the change you want to see in the world. Sometimes that change is the unpopular opinion that people sometimes don't realize they need at the moment, but it's going to, you know, it's going to snowball and it's going to get better and better and better, you know, that all ties back into mindfulness. 
Great rant. Great rant. <laughs> Great loved rant. It, you know, feeling very yeah. ranty tonight. Yeah. <laughs> loved loved being a, an audience member of that and loved listening to to your insightfulness. But I mean, you, you totally nailed it on the head, dude. And, and I think that's something that we're trying to steer towards here at, at Project Rise. You and I is we want to discuss the hard topics. We want to discuss yeah. the unpopular opinions. We And respectfully, with education, you know, with, uh, you know, that we're coming from a caring person, a caring uh, place in our heart and that, you know, we want to make positive change. We're never malicious. We're never, um, you know, trying to be hurtful or anything like that. We're just trying to create discussion to create a better world. Um, and I think that, you know, that's, that's, you know, you made some great points there and, and uh, and I don't want to steal any any spotlight from your thunder there. I think that was a great little rant to uh, yeah, to end off this uh, yeah. this discussion on mindfulness. Um, and uh, and I know we've got some some exciting episodes coming up um, that you guys uh, should be looking forward to. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, just continue to to tune in, guys. And you know, if you want to hear us debate a topic, if you want to hear a certain topic message us on Instagram or message us on, on Facebook or Twitter or wherever, or, you know, our, our personal Instagrams, yep. uh, just, you know, if there's conversations that you want to get started, go ahead and, and, and share it with us. Um, and, you know, we'll, we'll do our best to discuss those certain topics because we want to get you guys more involved. We want you guys to, you know, be involved in the process of, of what we talk about on this podcast. Yeah. We want you guys to be comfortable opening up and also like if, if you have a question you think is a hard question, like don't be afraid to say it because how often do we get stuck in a situation where we're, we, we fear asking the question? It's like, we're not asking it out of, like you said, out of a malicious mindset. We're asking because we want to talk, we want to reflect and we want to educate. And hey, if I come across sounding ignorant one day from a question I asked, well, you know what? I had it in my mind and I wanted to be educated and I learned and I move forward. Every day is a learning experience. Yeah. And you don't learn unless you ask the hard questions sometimes. So like Jesse mentioned, like reach out to us. We will happily debate topics. And I think one that we've been getting a lot of uh, feedback on is, is relationships. And I think that's a really good episode we can have coming up and possibly get like a relationship <laughs> coach on here um, to see their mentality. Because I know that's a question that a lot of people have. Um, yeah. and it comes and it all comes back to, you know, being okay on your own. So yeah, like Jesse mentioned, uh, thank you guys for tuning in and supporting us and showing all the love that you guys have been. Um, and we hope you guys enjoy another amazing week. Enjoy the weather, uh, get outside, get active and enjoy phase two. Enjoy a pat. Everybody go to a patio this week. Stay, safely stay with social safely, distancing, social distance, but everybody go to a patio, get out, reflect with some friends and just have a good time. So have thank a you nice, guys. have a nice, good um stella or yeah, yeah. or labats anything neutrals anything labats neutrals is labats so anything labats yeah. guys go C- yeah. go get it i've been slaving away to get that product on the shelf so <laughs> get it. go 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 get some oh man but uh yeah guys enjoy enjoy your weekend uh hope you guys enjoyed uh the pride parade festivities that happened and uh we will see you guys next week see you guys i'm afraid you're the fire I'm the dark in need of light When we touch you inspire Feel the change in me tonight So take me up Take me higher There's a world not far from here We can 
I'm from bed.